good to have Craig back with us. I'm sure everybody in here knows him, or at least have heard of him. So, God bless you, bro. Thank you, Dad. Bless you, man. So. Well, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Really good to be with you uh, all this evening. Uh, so good to be together uh, in the house of God, uh, with the people of God, uh, and singing the praises of God. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's no place... I'd rather be on a Sunday night. So thank you so much for inviting me to come along and just share something uh, from God's Word with each of you. Uh, for those of you that, that don't know me or may not know me, I'm uh, a leader church plant in the centre of Dudley uh, called Castlegate Church. Uh, we've been going for about three years now. Uh, we started as a, a small prayer group in our front living room. There was about eight of us just seeking God and uh, following the Lord's leading. We felt to Plant a church in the Castlegate church, uh, Castlegate area, and uh, just felt God lead us into the town centre there. And uh, we had a season without a building. We were meeting in the not so quality hotel, if you know it. It's called the Quality Hotel. And uh, during that time, we realised that actually, uh, not having a building, how much we could use a building for the glory of God and to share the good news of the gospel with people. Uh, because how many of you know that church isn't just Sunday? You know, thank God uh, for Sundays, but I believe that church is every day. You know, people need to know the good news of the gospel each and every day. Uh, and through that, we just felt God lead us to get some premises that we could open up. Uh, we opened it up as a, a kind of a, a, more like a pop-up coffee shop because we were limited uh, on funds just uh, starting up and we got a few Christian books and called it a Christian bookshop. But as time went on, you know, God blessed us and we was able to grow in that. Uh, but more importantly th than those things, we thank God for those things, but really we just see them as a, as a vehicle of being able to reach out with the good news of the gospel in Dudley. Uh, and as, as I say, what's so good about it is that uh, how many of you know that sometimes people are not going through a crisis on Sunday morning or six o'clock on a Sunday night? You know, sometimes people are going through stuff on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday and they don't know where to go or what to do. And we've just been so blessed. We've seen people just coming into the church during the day. We've had people on the way to court. Can you pray for me? <laughs> Hallelujah. We've had uh, a Sikh lady that's, that's passed every day, you know, a, a devout Sikh, but she just felt drew, drawn into the shop. She said, will you pray for us? And there's many, many different stories uh, like this. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Being available for people to share the good news of the gospel with people. So in, in the time since we've been there, God has, has blessed us. We, we started with just one unit and we used to have uh, a bit of a, a coffee shop and a bookshop there that we set up downstairs. And come Saturday, we had to pack it all out. We had to get all the chairs out. And then we'd do church service in the front of a shop there uh, and have just different people walking past while the preaching of the gospel was going on. And we were praising God and it, it was fantastic. Uh, but we felt God uh, lead us to take on next door as well, uh, which we did. Uh, so we've turned that into a coffee shop. We've got a Christian bookshop on the other side. And uh, God's just blessed as we meet together to do church upstairs uh, on a Sunday and have services like that. And uh, the reason I'm sharing some of this stuff with you is, is one, to give God the glory, but two, it may be something of, of benefit for you guys, you know, if you ever have to Christian uh, products like Bibles or, or gifts for people, uh, then we have those things uh, in the centre of Dudley. Uh, but God is uh, really good. And it's just great to see people coming to know him as, as Lord and Saviour. You know, we feel we're just like, a, as you guys are here, but as in the centre of Dudley, uh, just a, a lighthouse, you know, just to be able to share uh, the good news of the gospel with people. And as I said, we started with eight in a prayer room and God's just blessed us over these th three years. We've grew to about 60 members now. Uh, we've baptised about 25 people in the past 18 months 
Today we had a baptismal service, three more guys uh, that was baptised this morning, just had a great, great time there. Uh, but just to share two of the testimonies of the guys that was baptised, the one uh, was an Iranian lady who um, was converted from Islam, and she was baptised today, you know, declaring Jesus Christ as her Lord and Saviour. But what was so touching is that she said last night in a dream, she said she was so excited to be baptised, uh, but last night in a dream she had Jesus appear to her uh, and, to, and gave her a bunch of flowers and said, uh, welcome to the family, sister. And I just thought that was wonderful when I heard that. But that's the love of God, isn't it? God loves all of us and God would want all of us to, to come to know him. Uh, and then we had another guy, his name is Kurt. And this guy... When he first came into the shop, he, he was a homeless guy, uh, friends with one of the beggars in the town, and they used to just come in to get a drink and somewhere to sit and was able to speak to them and share with them. Uh, but this guy, you know, he would come in and he would be out his face on drugs. He would just be slouching and dribbling. And, uh, but, you know, he's found Jesus Christ as his Lord and Saviour. So today, to see him getting baptised, declaring what God can do, you know, it's absolutely uh, fantastic. I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, you'll have to bear with me if I get a bit excited. But uh, uh, there's nothing like seeing people get saved and lives being transformed. You know, the gospel of Jesus Christ still works today, doesn't it? For the whosoever would call upon his name and be saved. And of course, he's entrusted us with that glorious gospel to go out and to share it uh, with the whosoever. So let me just uh, encourage you with that. Well, that was a little bit about me and a little bit about us. Uh, and I'd ask that you just uh, continue or, or please pray for us as uh, we'll pray for you also. We've got a prayer meeting going on tonight and I know the team are, are praying for you guys and especially praying for me because I need a, a lot of prayer, you know what I mean? Amen. <laughs> but praise God. Anyway, let's come to the word then uh, this evening. Uh, I've got a word for you from Genesis chapter 4 and it's verses 1 to 10. Genesis chapter 4 verses 1 to 10. And it says this, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain bought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also bought of the firstborn of his flock, and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell, so that the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will it not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to, the ground, from the, cries out to me from the ground. And this evening, I want to speak a message to you entitled, The Blood Speaks. The Blood Speaks. You know, before I found Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour, I used to be a heroin addict. Uh, I used to be constantly in and out of prison. I ended up living on the streets. But because of my kind of 
big drug habit that I had. Ashamedly, I had to uh, commit crime to fund my drug addiction. At my worst point, I needed about £100 a day to, to see me by. And I remember on one occasion uh, being in student accommodation in Leicester on their grounds, uh, breaking into vending machines that they had there. And whilst I was breaking into some of the vending machines, uh, I cut my uh, fingers on the, uh, on the machine there. And some of the blood from my hand went on the machine, some went on the floor. And I did my best to, to clean it up. I got the money and ran, as you would say. Uh, but after I went, the police came along. They came with the forensic team. They kind of checked the place out. And they, were, they found my blood on this machine. They found my blood on the floor. And, uh, you know, they tested the blood. And, you know, when they tested the blood, that blood spoke. <laughs> that blood said, I know who did this crime. It was Craig Bennett. He's guilty. Would you go and arrest him? Uh, and they did. But let me tell you, long before um, the forensics was speaking out uh, about the blood, uh, blood was speaking right at the very beginning of the Bible. And we read this account here where it says that the blood of Abel cried out from the ground to God. Now, before I really get into this message this evening, uh, I just want to point out some interesting things to you from this passage. I mean, I don't know if you're like me, that when you uh, first read this passage, you would read it and say, Lord, what on earth are you on about in this passage? What is this in the Bible for? Is it just the account of the first murder? Is it you, that you're trying to make some message to us about uh, us being our brother's uh, keeper? Or is there something else in there? But actually, as you begin to look into this passage, we'll see that there is a lot, lot more going on in the passage than first uh, than we first see. See, there are some clues in the passage. In this passage, it's the first passage in the Bible uh, that mentions a man and a lamb in the same passage. It's also the first uh, passage in the Bible that gives a direct mention uh, to blood. And we see a lot of these things going on in the passage, so it gives us a few clues that actually there's more going on here than that meets the, the eye. And that even hidden within the passages, uh, page of <laughs> this passage uh, is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and the gospel message. In fact, as we look at this passage, we'll see that Abel himself is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, a type is a prophetic picture from the Old Testament that points to Jesus. And in the Bible, we see many, many of these different types, starting with Adam and going right the way through. But Abel himself is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, for example, we'll see that Abel is a shepherd, where the New Testament tells us that Jesus himself is the good shepherd. We see that Abel was hated by his brother. It's written in the New Testament that Jesus was hated by his brethren. Uh, Abel was delivered up for jealousy. Jesus was also delivered up for jealousy. Abel was offered up, Abel offered up a perfect sacrifice, uh, and Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God, and Jesus' sacrifice uh, was totally accepted by God. See, we see that Abel uh, is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's the blood that I really want to focus on tonight. Because, you know, the blood speaks to us about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that the blood is central to the Bible and to the gospel message. You know, the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sins. You know, without the shedding of blood, we would all be lost and without hope. But I thank you that when we was in, in that place, I thank 
God that he saw us and that he came for us and that he gave his very own life and he shed his blood upon the cross for each and every one of us. We can know full forgiveness from sins tonight because of the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, that cleanses from all sin. And it's wonderful that we see this right throughout the Bible and this is just one of those uh, passages that we see this evening. See, I'm not here this evening to teach you something new. You know, I've just come to encourage and to stir you up in the truth that maybe you already know. You know, I would say, as the Apostle Paul would say, I preach Christ and I preach him crucified because we have no other message. It's the gospel message. It's that same good news message. And if you've heard the gospel and you know the gospel, then you should be sharing the gospel yourself. So let me encourage you tonight. Let me stir you up in this good news that we have. The people need to know the good news of the gospel. There are people out in our streets, in our communities, maybe in our workplaces that need to know Jesus. People are scratching about, they're talking about Brexit, talking about all these different things, lost and without hope uh, but we know where hope is found hope is found in Jesus Christ you know when I was a drug addict when I was totally homeless when I was dying on the streets uh, I had no hope but yet Jesus came to me I didn't even believe in him but thank God he believed in me and I thank God that his arm was not too short you're never out of the reach of Jesus I say his arm is not shortened that he can't reach I was in the darkest horrible pit and he reached down to me hallelujah has anybody been reached by Jesus tonight does anybody know the goodness of God does anybody know forgiveness from sin the Bible says as far as the east is from the west that's how far he's removed our transgressions from us and it's only through the shedding of his precious blood. So this evening tonight, let me just encourage you in some simple truth. Let me just preach the word to you tonight and just allow the truth to be mixed uh, with faith uh, in your heart this evening because we have a good news message. We have a powerful message. The gospel is the power of God uh, unto salvation to those that, that believe. And I'll tell you, friends, it's still as powerful today as it's ever been and it ever will be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So this evening, I just want to draw a few uh, comparisons and a contrast to you uh, with the blood of Jesus and the blood of Abel. See, over in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 12, verses uh, 24, it says, Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks of better things than that of Abel. See, the blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of Abel. And tonight, I just want to give you a few comparisons between the blood of Abel and the blood of Jesus. The first comparison, then, is that the blood, uh, Abel's blood cries out because of the jealousy and hatred of Cain, but the blood of Jesus speaks out in love for mankind. You know, when we look at the cross of Jesus Christ, when we look at that great sacrifice that he made for each and every one of us, that cross uh, speaks out love. Romans 5.18 says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. You know, this is still the most amazing, most wonderful story. You know, the Bible says, greater love has no man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. There was nothing else that God could do to demonstrate his love for us. You know, Romans says, you know, for a righteous man, uh, some would scarcely die, but for a sinner, you know, but yet, while we were yet sinners, while I was sticking needles in my arms, while I was stealing, while I was doing bad things, while I was living a horrible, wicked life, 
He loved me, uh, that he would give his life uh, and die for me. And not just for me, but for everybody uh, in the whole world. You know, when we see the blood of Jesus, when we see the cross of Christ, it speaks uh, loudly of his love for each and every one of us. See, when Abel's blood cried out from the ground to God, he'd just been killed, and his blood cried out to the ground to God, and God heard it. But have you ever wondered, if Abel's blood cried out to God, how much more would his own son's blood cry out from the cross? When the blood of Jesus uh, shed from his, his head and, and bled from his hands and, and from his side, as that flowed down and down that cross, how much more do you think that would have cried out to Almighty God? The only thing is that when Abel's blood cried out from the ground, it was for vengeance. But when the blood of Jesus cried out from the cross, it was for forgiveness. When Abel's blood cried out from the ground, it was for justice. But when the blood of Jesus Jesus cried out from the cross, it was for mercy. When the blood of Abel cried out from the ground, it was for God's wrath. But when the blood of Jesus cried out from the cross, it was for God's peace. Because the blood of Jesus Christ speaks better things for Abel. It speaks better things for me, friends. It speaks better things for you. The blood of Jesus speaks over our lives tonight, and it's speaking much better things. The next comparison is that the blood of Abel cried out from the ground, but the blood of Jesus speaks out from heaven. You know, we know that when Jesus gave his life upon the cross, uh, when he died uh, in that place, we know that that sacrifice was totally accepted by God for sin. We know because the Bible says that when he died upon the cross there, that over in Jerusalem in the temple, that the veil from the temple was rent from top uh, to bottom. The way to God was open. Uh, there was no barrier of sin anymore to keep us out. We know that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ was accepted because though they stuck him in a tomb, three days later he rose again, raising up victoriously, conquering their sin and death. Hallelujah. He was the guarantee in what he said said and who he was and what he did it was all in the resurrection I don't know about you tonight friends but I'm so glad my God is not dead uh, but he's alive and he's alive forevermore and I give him glory and I give him praise but you know the blood no longer is on the cross of Calvary the blood is no longer over in Jerusalem uh, it's not not over there it's not dried up it's not run out but the Bible tells us that the blood is in heaven tonight in Hebrews 9 12, it says that he offered up his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. In fact, from verse 11, it says that uh, he went into the heavenly tabernacle and offered up his own divine blood on the mercy seat of heaven. Uh, and that's where it is this evening, friends. I want to tell you the blood of Jesus is in heaven and it's speaking over our lives and it's speaking better things. And because it's speaking from heaven, it has authority over everything else. Then 9.12 says that he offered up his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. See, one drop of that divine blood is enough to attain eternal redemption. See, to whoever would put their trust in him, whoever would come to the cross, whoever would ever be washed uh, in the blood, Hallelujah, there is eternal redemption. And the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Then we see the blood of Abel cried out for one person, but the blood of Jesus speaks out for every person. I love that. The blood of Jesus speaks out for me. The blood of Jesus speaks out for you. 
The blood of Jesus speaks out for the drug addict. The blood of Jesus speaks out for the criminal. The blood of Jesus would speak out for the whosoever would put their trust in him. And it speaks better things uh, over their lives. You know, there's nothing else that could speak out for us before God. See, just as Abel's blood cried out of God, to God of Cain's sin and guilt, so our own sin would cry out of our guilt. You know, the Bible says that we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. And as that uh, blood of uh, Abel cried out of Cain's guilt, our own sin would cry out before God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11, it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And then it says, and such were some of you, and such was I. But then it says, but you washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. You know, our sins uh, might have cried out before us, but I hear a sound uh, from heaven this, this evening. I hear the sound of the blood that says you're washed, you're justified, you're sanctified. You're washed, you're justified, you're sanctified. If you put the tr your trust in Jesus, you're washed, uh, you're sanctified, you're justified. Because the blood of Jesus is speaking better things over our lives this evening. Don't listen to the things of the world. Don't listen to the things of the enemy. Don't even listen to the things in the past that would condemn you. Listen to the sound of heaven tonight. Listen to the blood of Jesus that loves you, that is speaking better things over your life. That, that voice cancels out all the other voices. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name and I love it in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24 it says the blood speaks notice that's in a continual sense it's not that the blood spoken it didn't just say something a few years ago but the blood speaks that means it's ongoing it's still speaking it's continually speaking uh, over our lives uh, this evening and I want to tell you it sounds like this love it sounds like this grace. It sounds like this mercy, freedom, acceptance, redemption. The blood of Jesus speaks better things over our lives, friend. It speaks life and life in all its fullness. When you come to Jesus, when you get washed in the blood, when you're cleansed, when you have that new life uh, that it planned for you, the blood of Jesus uh, speaks better things. So I've come this evening to encourage you, if there's any other voices uh, tonight, to shut them up, to say, shut up this evening. Because some of you tonight, I dare say you're in the house, you love Jesus, you're born again, but you're letting some of the other voices rob you of your joy. You know, we should be joyful in the Lord, shouldn't we? Uh, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Salvation brings joy into our lives, but there's one that would seek to rob joy from us. There's one that would come and whisper and, uh, and put fear and put doubt in and, and would keep you up at night speaking horrible things. But I want to tell you, the blood of Jesus, he's speaking better things over our lives. The blood of Jesus has the authority to cancel all of those things out. So tune out of those negative voices tonight. Choose to tune in to what God's saying. Choose to tune in and put your faith 
faith and your trust in the blood. When the enemy comes to tell you about the past, say it's under the blood. It's in God's sea of forgetfulness. When the enemy comes to say, oh, remember what you've done, you can say, but God's blood has covered it. There's grace for me. There's mercy for me. There's cleansing for me. Hallelujah. I'm born again. I'm a child of the living God. I only listen to what heaven says. I only listen to what his word says. I'm only listening to what the blood says. And the blood has cancelled out all of my past. You know, before I came to know Jesus, I had a, a, a criminal record. I still got it. Hallelujah. It's about eight pages long. 42 convictions on there. But you know something? Under the blood, it's been washed away. Under the blood, it doesn't count anymore. Hallelujah. It's gone. Jesus ripped it up and got rid of it and cleansed me from it. And I'm a new man. You know, that's why I never say I'm an ex-criminal or an ex-drug addict because I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. And it's because of his blood. Hallelujah. Because he gave his life for me uh, that I have life uh, in him. So stop listening. If there's any negative voices, stop listening because they can affect us. You know, we begin to listen to these, these voices and they'll, they'll, they'll bounce around our minds and our hearts and, you know, even begin to cause depression and, and fear and worry and all of those things. You know, you've, you, you've got to tune out. You've got to tune out of those things. You know, when you're in a, a room and it's all kicking off, have you ever been in a room like that? I've got five kids, so it's a daily thing for me. You know, you can maybe in a classroom or a workplace or wherever there might be a bit of, bit of squabbling or a home. Uh, and it just takes someone with a bit, bit of authority, doesn't it, to come in and say, that's enough. It's normally me, you know what I mean? That's enough. <laughs> I've had enough of this. I'm speaking now. And I want to tell you, that's what Jesus uh, wants to say over all those voices in your life. See, your past would speak against you. You know, Adam's sin would speak against you. Satan, the accuser of the brethren, you better believe he will speak against you. But Jesus steps up, hallelujah, with his nail-printed hands with blood on them and says, that's enough. Hallelujah, I'm speaking now. My blood is speaking now. And let me tell you, he has the last word. He speaks better things over your life, friends. You're not going to listen to the nonsense. You're not going to, you can tune it out tonight because it's covered under the blood. And the blood's speaking better things for you. The blood's speaking uh, better things for me. Praise God uh, for his wonderful uh, soul cleansing blood. Then we see the blood of Abel brought separation of man and God. But the blood of Jesus brought complete acceptance of man and God. In Genesis chapter 4 and verse 12, it tells us that Cain was sent out to wander the earth. And verse 15 actually says that as Cain went out, he went out from the presence of God. You know, sin will always keep us out from the presence of God. You know, if we don't know uh, God, like many people, the like Cain, you know, the wandering around outside of the, the, the presence of God, lost, maybe looking for something in life uh, that they'll never find outside of God. Some people are looking for fulfillment and satisfaction in the things of the world, whether it's drugs, whether it's partying, whether it's money, whether it's family, uh, whatever it is. Uh, but outside of God, you know, we'll never find uh, that fulfillment. But in God, we will. And although uh, there's been separation from God through sin, through our sins, there is acceptance with God through the blood of Jesus. And those that would come to him can know uh, that fulfillment. For those that would come to him can know what it is to be in the presence of God. That is the place that we were made for, friends. We wasn't made for anything less. 
You know, it was all good. It was all perfect in the beginning. But when sin came into the world, it wrecked it. Sin in our life wrecks it. But the blood of Jesus restores it. That's how much he loves us. He wants us back in that place that we belong. It's his wonderful presence, you know, enjoying that sweet fellowship. We weren't made for religion, but we were made for relationship with Almighty God. And even as believers, friends, we can fall and we can find ourselves wandering outside of the presence of God. Uh, But if that's you tonight, let me tell you, there's grace for you uh, under the blood of Jesus. If you'd come to him, if you'd repent, if you'd put your trust in him again, you can know that wonderful uh, connection with him. Don't be wandering outside of the presence of God. Why would you want to be? There's nothing outside of the presence. You know, I've lived it. I've walked it. uh, I've done it all in that sense. But there's nothing or no one like Jesus. Be in that place uh, that he wants you to be. And finally this evening then, it says, The blood of Cain speaks of man's approach to God, but the blood of Jesus speaks of God's way. See, the reason Cain uh, sheds Abel's blood was because Abel approached God uh, and made made a sacrifice that was accepted. But when Cain approached, he made a sacrifice that wasn't accepted. But the reason that uh, Cain's wasn't accepted was because he didn't do it God's way. Abel did it God's way. You know, when sin first came into the world, uh, God sheds blood and he clothes Adam and Eve. And they would have passed that on to their children. This is the way that we approach God now because of our sin. Because remember, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. But Cain wants to come his own way. He gets his own produce. He's coming, check me out, God, look how good this is. But how many of you know that there's no other way into God's presence except God's way? And you know what God's way is? It is the blood. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can't get in another way. You can't get in through religion. You can't even get in through, through a church attendance. You can't get in through paying your tithes. You can't get in through doing lots of good things. And praise God for those things. But there's only one way into the presence of God. It's God's way and it's through his son uh, and his shed blood upon the cross uh, for each and every one of us. So let me just conclude this evening, tonight, friends. Uh, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, speaks better things over our lives. And I just want to leave you with that this evening. I'm sure you know that wonderful uh, gospel truth, but let it penetrate into your heart and into your mind. See, it's been said that, you know, unless the gospels first touch me, uh, then it won't touch others through me. And that's why it's so good, I believe, as believers to come around and and hear the word of the gospel, the, the good news message time and time again. You know, that we'd just be refreshed and that we'd be renewed with it, that we'd be on fire with it that we'd go and share with the whosoever that needs to know it because the gospel still works. The gospel of Jesus Christ still works. And actually, the Bible says that um, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us that are being saved, it is the power of God. You know, to us that are being saved, it is the power of God. There's still power in the cross for each and every one of us. You know, we may have been to the cross, we may have been saved at the cross, but I always believe that there is more in the cross that God would do in our lives. You know, he wants us totally set free uh, from the things of the world. He wants us totally set free from sin uh, and living 100% for him. So let me just leave you with that this evening. I hope you've been encouraged in some way tonight. You've managed to to stick with me or stick through it, so praise God. 
But what a wonderful saviour we have in Jesus. So I'm sorry, I'm passionate about the gospel. You know, I'm passionate about seeing lives uh, touched and transformed. Uh, but if you allow me, can I just pray this evening? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord, we thank you tonight for uh, your great love for each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you for your great sacrifice uh, upon the cross. Lord, we know that at that place uh, we can be reconciled uh, with you and come back into that uh, loving relationship. And Lord, tonight I, I don't know who uh, sits before me. I don't know where people's hearts are with you. Uh, but tonight I want to give the opportunity for people to respond to the message tonight. You know, whenever you hear the message of the gospel, you can either receive the message or you can reject the message. And this evening, you have the opportunity to receive the message. Uh, if God has been speaking to you tonight, maybe about your sin, maybe about your lifestyle, maybe God's saying to you tonight, uh, it's time for you to come home and to know me. And if that's you, uh, then why don't you uh, pray with me this evening? You know, it was about 18 years ago when I was a drug addict, uh, when I was a, a sinner, when I was in a bad place, uh, that I decided to put my trust in Jesus. And from that moment, I knew sins forgiven and new life. That was my time then. Maybe it's your time tonight. And if you're here this evening and you're saying, Jesus, would you come into my life? Uh, would you wash me uh, from my sin? Uh, then I just want you to pray these simple words uh, in your heart, not to me, but to Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ, uh, would you forgive me of my sin? Uh, would you uh, cleanse me in your blood? Uh, would you give me that new life? Lord, as I repent uh, from the old, as I turn from it and turn to you, making you Lord of my life. Lord, would I know the experience of being born again right now and touched uh, by your Holy Spirit. And if you've prayed that prayer for the first time tonight, I want you to speak to your pastor, uh, David, this evening. I know he'd want to speak more with you. Uh, but just as we close, uh, I just want to thank you, Lord, for each and every person in the house tonight, Lord. I thank you for this wonderful fellowship uh, here in Gornal that you've placed to be a light to, to this community. And God, as they continue to go and to grow in you, uh, let your anointing be heavily upon them to do what you've called them to do. Uh, and for my brother, Pastor David, Lord, I thank you for this man of God. I thank you for his heart. I thank you for everything that he's doing. And Lord, I just pray that your favor uh, and your mighty blessing and increase would be upon him. Uh, that, Lord, I just feel, yeah, whatever you, you, you touch, cause his hand to touch, Lord, that there will be blessing and favor and in, in increase uh, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.